Welcome into episode 206 of DC on Screen, your guide to the DC universe on film and television. I am your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hey, yeah. And this is always will be a spoiler-filled show if it's been released to the public through official channels. It is fair play. Speaking of things that aren't uh, released through the public channels, but or the official channels, <laughs> but were released, mm-hmm. um, we kind of got a peek at Mister Terrific in the uh, in the costume. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we probably won't get into that really because it wasn't through official channels. But <laughs> holy shit, guys! <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's him! It's him! It's him! <laughs> um so yeah uh our friends scott and tim and brent over the suicide squad cast are celebrating a full year of podcasting this week this last episode was their one year anniversary oh so happy anniversary to you guys over there doing a bang up job and uh we have a smaller uh what would you call it i don't know a smaller dick no um benchmark i guess i'll call it mm-hmm. uh we passed fifteen thousand likes on facebook and are very proud we are very proud i um my neighbors suggested too proud <laughs> you didn't go bothering them again did you <laughs> there was some shouting a couple of clowns and some flyers oh, okay yeah they didn't really get frustrated until i started popping the balloons yeah that that can be annoying <sighs> So, our first iTunes review giveaway is over. Uh, we did get to 10 reviews. Actually, we got to 12, but each giveaway is 10 reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're... We will announce the winner later in the show. Uh... If you'd like to enter the contest, go to iTunes, give us a five-star written review. You'll be entered into the contest. The winner receives a trade paperback, DC, of course, DVD, or Blu-ray valued at $15 or under of their choice. So, if you guys want to do that, give us a review and let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, happy birthday to Hans Zimmer. That cat turned 59, actually today, the day of our recording. Um, if you don't know who that is, he did the music for, uh, Batman v Superman, Man of Steel, Dark Knight Trilogy, as well as several other things throughout time. The history Um, of humanity. (laughs) Right. Uh, Gotham's Jim Gordon turned 38 today, uh, Ben McKenzie. So happy birthday to that cat. This week, Super Friends turned 43. That shit was on for 13 years, man. God. 73 to, to 86. <laughs> uh, this week, Batman the Animated Series. Do you want to know how old it is? Because uh, it's got to completely date us. Kind of. Oh, no, it's 25, isn't it? 24. 24? Oh. Okay. Yeah, it's a little better. Uh, Superman the Animated Series turned 20 years old. Uh, you know, anyone who listens to this podcast knows Batman the Animated Series, which, you know, started everything, Mm -hmm. including Superman the Animated Series. That is like the, the golden child of the, uh, of the (laughs) on-screen DC anything. Our our formative years condensed into one animated series. (laughs) Uh, I still maintain it's the best version of Batman we've ever gotten. Yeah. Even in the comics, guys. As far as I'm concerned, the animated series is source material. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and in many cases, it was. It, Thank it you, really Paul is, Amy. yeah. What up, Harley? Thank you. Mr. Freeze was nothing before you came along. He, no, just no. He was a, an E-list villain. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Should I say F-list? <laughs> he couldn't get a date. Mm-hmm. He was F-list. Mm-hmm. So, exciting news, Batman Return of the Cape Crusaders, starring Adam West, Burt Ward, and Julie Newmar, is going to get a theatrical release through Fathom Events. Mm-hmm. 
Killing Joke did really well, so of course they're going to do this. I'm completely on board. Um, hopefully they're showing it in our area. I'm assuming they will be. It'll be Monday, October 10th. Uh, there's going to be three showings, 2 p.m., 7.30 p.m., and 10 p.m. local times. So, I don't know, go get your tickets. What are you waiting for? Why would you not do that? Jeez. In all fairness, we haven't done that either. No, we haven't. No. Damn it. All we right. were supposed to tell them that. So, when you get time, because we're all human, go get those things. Right. right. I'm tired of doing things, Jason. It hurts. It does, after a while. It does. It does. You just power through and go watch Batman anyway. Yeah. Uh, so unfortunately, sad news this week, uh, actually it was last week, but you know, we didn't see it until now. Uh, director Leslie H. Martinson died. He was 101, died of natural causes on September 3rd. So, Hey, you know, long life and stuff, you know, but, uh, chances are you've probably seen something this guy's done. He's done more than a hundred television shows. He's done the Brady Bunch, Wonder Woman, different strokes, chips, and importantly, he did uh, the, a two-parter for the Adam West, Burt Ward Batman series. He also did the movie. Mm-hmm. He shot that shit in 27 days. <laughs> that yeah. explains a lot of the shots. <laughs> I mean, it was a TV director doing doing a movie, man. Uh, I mean, yeah. you know, in 27 days. Yeah, they but, just said, uh, yeah. do a long TV episode. Sure. And incidentally, we're going to give you like three times the amount of, of time we would give you to give to do one of the regular episodes. Hey, Leslie, Leslie, my boy, this is what we call a cash grab. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so he's also he also did the Roy Rogers show, The Bionic Woman, Quincy, Dallas, Mission Impossible. Dude, he has worked six million dollar man. He's worked everywhere. Yeah, this dude just ran TV during the late seventies, early eighties, huh? Mm-hmm. I mean, he started uh-huh. in nineteen fifty three, and he retired too. in nineteen eighty nine. Jesus. Yeah, so he's uh He's a working man. Yeah, his his legacy will be there for a long time. Yep. So, in case you guys didn't know, we are sponsored by Loot Crate. You know what Loot Crate is. Monthly subscription service for geek and gamer items. It's less than twenty dollars a month. Go over to lootcrate.com forward slash giant size team up, enter the code giant size team up to save uh I think it's three dollars still on any new subscription. This month they're doing uh, they're doing a speed theme. We gave them a lot of shit last week. <laughs> don't <laughs> don't want to get too into that again. Don't get me wrong. No one said anything to us. No one. <laughs> no one has any problem. Even they're going. Yeah, I don't know. We're reaching. What are you doing next month? A wait theme. Right. Uh, we gave them a lot of shit last, uh, week because they have stuff like this, this, look, this crate has stuff from the flash, Batman, arrow, Battlestar Galactica, Iron Man, all great stuff. But they also have something for gone in 60 seconds. So I that threw us off a little bit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But it did. I think we said I, this last time. There's someone yeah. out there for whom this is the perfect crate. They've been waiting their entire lives. Right. And you Which you're can gonna still get, get you money know, off that. You're going to get Sonic socks and a Transformers wearable. Okay, Sonic socks. And a Mario Kart tee. Fine. That sounds great. Yeah. Who doesn't Hope want a Mario Kart tee? I just want to play the damn game again. I would wear my Sonic socks with my Mario Kart tee. Yeah. Honestly. No, you just put them in the same drawer and see if they fight. Same way I wear my Superman hat with my Iron Man tee. See? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just waiting, um, waiting for someone to bait you into an argument. So anyway, even if you throw away the Nicolas Cage thing, um, it's a lot of great shit. It might, Go it and, might uh, also be an Angelina Jolie thing. 
It might. It might. In Who which knows? case, definitely burn it. Um, <laughs> at least don't look kidding. it right in the eyes. And for God's sake, I'm don't just, start a dialogue. I'm just, um, we're kidding, Angelina. I, she, whatever she said, my rebuttal would be wanted. <laughs> don't get Mark Millaro against us, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> you have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. And when that cutoff happens, you're screwed. So go ahead and do it. Giant size team up is what you put at the end of that forward slash. Anywho, moving along. Um, to the news. So Jeff Johns and John Berg talked to the Wall Street Journal. The article itself is full of, well, I mean, it's very clear that whoever wrote the article, I didn't write their name down because they were kind of being dicks, but um, not Jeff Johns and Berg. But, no, you wrote um, their name down, so process of exclusion, right. I, I guess. Uh, so the person who wrote the article was just talking about how, you know, shitty the DCEU movies are. And, um, with spurts of, uh, quotes from Jeff Johns and Berg. So here are the, <laughs> they're talking about the tone of the movies. Uh, Jeff Johns says, mistakenly in the past, I think the studio has said, oh, DC films are gritty and dark and that's what makes them different. That couldn't be more wrong. Um, he says, it's a hopeful and optimistic view of life. Even Batman has a glimmer of that in him. If he didn't think he'd make tomorrow better, he would stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and Berg says to have these characters be part of the fabric of pop culture is so rewarding, though, of course, we're disappointed the movies weren't better reviewed. Um, he did say that they accelerated the story to get to the hope and optimism a little faster. I'm a little bit worried about that. Mm, I'm worried about lead it. Time. They, like, they weren't even shooting yet. It doesn't feel like they're trying to horn it in they've got enough time to actually adjust and and get their feet planted i'm just worried that they're going to cut out important character stuff and make a another choppy film you know or like oh it doesn't look it fits with the others Uh, because even back going back months and months and months before bvs even came out it was said that Chris Terrio said that this was going to be that BVS was going to be the darkest it gets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, um, no one so. really cared about that. And the the problem was that not everyone catches the press. I mean, what do you think it is? Yeah. The amount of people that saw that movie versus the amount of people that read that that particular piece mm-hmm. of press, two or three percent, mm-hmm. who went in yeah. with with the mindset of, okay, this is the dark before the dawn. We're going to be fine here. Right. And they also they also did uh, reiterate that Justice League is going to directly address Batman's actions in Batman v Superman. I kind of felt like they already did, but, um, you know, <laughs> the I, guy who wrote the article referred to this as the DC cinematic uh, murder-verse, because um, <laughs> everyone kills everybody in this thing. It, it uh, made me laugh, but... That, uh, okay. I mean, murder-verse is a fine word, but... The, yeah. The, the major question is, as opposed to? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's one thing that the comics, at least in the last several years, probably, well, since the the Seduction of the Innocent book in the 50s, they comic books steered away from killing unless you were the Punisher. Yeah. Or, you know, some character who was specifically, like, an anti-hero who kills. Yeah. Um, before that, you know, it was no big deal. It was like cowboys and Indians. Everyone's running around killing everybody. Who right. cares? Um, in movies, though, even going back to the 1966 Batman movie, Batman kills. He accidentally kills a dude. He kicks him, or he hits him or something, and he disintegrates. And then he goes, huh, well, that didn't work like I thought it would work. <laughs> and then just to just to make sure he kicks a dude, you see the cogs turning. He you- goes, huh. And he kicks a dude, and he goes, "Yep, that's what it. That's what I thought it would do." And this time, you got to test well, the theory. 
You just have and to be sure. And then he's like, no, Robin, they won't be coming back. Ah, uh, so... The campiest possible people... version of Batman that has ever been portrayed still killed Tom. a guy to test the experiment. <laughs> In the name of empiricism, still killed someone. Uh, and and uh, when I say as opposed to, I, I always mean to bring up like, uh, what up, Iron Man two, or yeah. um, even in Iron Civil Man War, yeah, or Iron Man one, even in Civil War, um, there, there, that car chase could not possibly have caused uh, zero casualties. Um, neither could Nick Fury's in, in... in Winter Soldier. Uh, and one of my favorite possible yeah. uh, runoffs here is like that airport battle. <laughs> In Civil War, millions uh-huh. of dollars. Millions of dollars sure. of damage. Somebody sure. lost their job. Heads rolled. Heads rolled. And <laughs> Heads rolled their guy. I would be willing to bet that, that, that uh, somebody <laughs> lost enough money that they actually off themselves. <laughs> yep. Because there is no I, such know, thing as superhero insurance. You can't take that to Alpha and say, hey, can you help me? Maybe that's what was wrong with Civil War. It shouldn't have been Zemo. It should have just been like a really upset insurance adjuster. Or yeah, something, you know. That's why like... I was looking forward to the Powerless series if they do that. Was like that's my favorite yeah. fun argument about like, oh, that's great. I'm so glad you saved us all. I can't pay any of these people who are homeless now because if I did, our entire company would go defunct. Mm-hmm. All of us would lose mm-hmm. our jobs. We would then become homeless people. Like, basically, we could displace the homelessness. Yeah, but that's about it. Um, See, I mean, you know, like I, that's just why I say that it's never bothered me that Superman killed Zod in Man of Steel. He killed Zod in Superman too. <laughs> when he was nice and bright and cheery, Christopher Reeve. I guess yeah. the difference is he smiled more. He did smile more, and he, he was, had the uh, he had the spit it, curl. Yeah, he was happier about killing. The spit curl helps was... a lot. <laughs> but. I mean, every every superhero has has murdered in cold blood in the movies. We I don't know why we're suddenly picking on DC. I mean, sure that you saw how many people died, and maybe not they they weren't humans in Avengers. They were Chitari, but they were still creatures. Super dead. They were still alive. Um, Hulk smashed. And my my favorite thing is just Iron Man looks at all those terrorists in Iron Man 1 and just shoots a missile at them and blows them up and walks away. Yeah. <laughs> are we are we seriously kidding ourselves this much? <laughs> Iron Man makes a joke and that makes it okay that he just murdered a ton of people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Batman didn't okay. didn't quip at all while he was murdering the people who were shooting at him. You know why? Because he had respect for the fallen. <laughs> 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 all right all right this hey Wait. hey this isn't a marvel versus dc argument this is a all superhero movies kill people argument yeah yeah <laughs> all right we've uh Anywho, we've had our fun we've had our fun um i hope you enjoyed your <laughs> early bat wiener segment right anyway our weekly runoff of why this isn't fair treatment <laughs> so yeah jeff johns uh actually did uh confirm that uh joe mangianello is going to be playing deathstroke so sounds great and that it's going to be for he didn't say it was going to be for justice league he did say it was for batman for the solo batman movie okay so i mean they're they're all on set together there's no reason they can't film some stuff that's going to go in the can for a second yeah i mean i mean i don't affleck's there he's pretty much in charge of the project anyway it's all he has mm-hmm. to do is take over the cameras for a second. Yeah. I'm just excited. Mm-hmm. So much stuff coming. Mm-hmm. And Gianello is going to be great, too. 
Mm-hmm. He's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. I'm down. Uh, over to some Batman v Superman news, just, I guess, kind of riffing, uh, going back to what we were riffing about earlier, a second ago. Uh, Amy Adams feels bad for Zack Snyder. She said, I just felt for Zack Snyder, Zack's like the nicest person ever. And to see him kind of talked about like that was really hard for me, because he's really such a respectful director. But she also says everyone's really excited for Justice League. It's a totally different film, so. Yeah, which basically is, is like, okay, we're... We're addressing your problem, but damn it, lay off, guys. <laughs> Especially Jeez. considering this. Six months. It's been six months since Batman v Superman come out. Mm-hmm. Someone finally found an Easter egg. He was the first person to do it. Mm, I heard about that. Yeah. Did you? Mm-hmm. This is, I think his my name was uh, Critical Mass or Critical Moss on uh, on Twitter. Moss underscore critical. Um, he reached out to Larry Fong. Clay Enos and uh, Zack Snyder. I know this is reaching, but is this an Easter egg? He put up a picture of a broken window, and the broken section of the window looks like Ontario. Mm-hmm. Because Joe Schuster, one of the creators of Superman, was born in Ontario. And Zack Snyder responded uh, with, finally, someone noticed. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. It is. That is completely awesome. That's great. I like that they kept their mouth shut and waited. Yeah. Yeah, especially with all this, like, super, uh, Zack Snyder isn't a Superman fan rhetoric that's been going around. Yeah. Because, I mean, look, I wasn't the biggest on Man of Steel. I'm still not. I enjoy it a lot more now, after BVS. Mm-hmm. But I never doubted that he, like, liked Superman, mm-hmm. at least. You don't beca- you don't direct a Superman movie if you don't like him. I, I can't see how you would at all. But uh, you're, anyway. you were expecting him at some point during an interview go that one of these interviews to, to just go, I... You know how much I love this character? Check out this thing. Go check out this. Um, right. But he didn't do that. I even put in a damn Schuster reference. Onto <laughs> uh, on to Suicide Squad. Uh, so Suicide Squad passed 700 million this week. There you go. <laughs> Keep it coming, yeah. boys. Keep it coming. <laughs> Bake them away, toys. Mm-hmm. Now, at this point, people are comfortably talking about Suicide Squad too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we'll get to that in a second. Um, <laughs> did you see that Shia LaBeouf wanted or was going to be in Suicide Squad? Yeah. And it sounded like he had a decent <laughs> meeting as far as he knew. And then the execs after he left went, yeah, that that, that bitch is crazy, right? Y'all, y'all, y'all agree? Like, yeah. well, we're I not mean, the signing way he tells a contract it, they just, with that man. The way they, that he tells it, they just told him to his face. Is it? Is it to his face? Because he was going to be uh, Lieutenant Edwards, the Scott Eastwood role. Uh-huh. Um, he said, the character was different initially. Then Will Smith came in and the script changed a bit. That character and Tom Hardy's character, um, which wound up becoming Joel Kinnaman, mm-hmm. got written down to build Will up. He said um, he went to, he had a meetings with uh, the studio executives. He says, I don't think Warner Brothers wanted me. I went in to meet and they were like, nah, you're crazy. You're a good actor, but not this one. <laughs> it was a big investment for them. So I would believe it either I way. I really would. I Like if, if they actually told him to his face, quoting, nah, you're crazy. We got too much money in this. Good. I mean, I like your stuff, but yeah. no, not here. I would believe that, and I would equally believe that it was a nice meeting, and he left and figured out that's what they meant afterward. Yeah, except you know, except now in my head, I have that scene where they're like, "Nah, you're crazy. You're a good actor, but not this one." And you love that too much. See you later, kid. And then like he leaves, and then they're like, "We have Jared Leto coming in." They're like, "Yay!" (laughs) It's like, who do we have coming in next? Jared Leto. Damn it! Oh, he's not crazy at all. I mean, (laughs) all right, screw it. We got to cast somebody before lunch. Just. All right. Whatever he says, just say it's a good idea. 
Yeah. So speaking of Jared Leto, uh, he was being interviewed with Glam- uh, by Glamour, and um, they asked him a retarded question. I hate this question, but here it is. How has scent shaped a character you're creating? And he's... <laughs> But it gives us this um, answer, which I'm happy with. You know, it's funny. Margot Robbie came and asked me what my character uh, in Suicide Squad, the Joker's favorite smells were. She wanted to create a fragrance that he would like because, you know, it's fun to be around someone you love the smell of, right? It got me thinking, if the Joker wore a cologne, it would probably be dirty socks and dead fish or rotten French cheese. Notes of tobacco. Notes of brain. <laughs> yeah, the part that I love most about that. Other than the notes of tobacco, is is a, that's a pretty good, that's a nice touch. It, it, yeah. Notes of brain. No one knows what brain smells like. There's so, I would think it would smell like chicken. So few people. And I, I, it's it's the people who know what brain smells like, I probably either deeply respect or deeply fear and maybe a mixture of both. Yeah. Cause, and he says it kind of nonchalantly, so I would assume that he knows what brains smell like. I, I, honest to God, in researching this character, do you think he probably didn't visit a, a few, like, corner offices? Yeah, yeah, probably did. I would, I would, I wouldn't put it past yeah. him, definitely. Soul Scott Eastwood says he would like to be in Suicide Squad too. He doesn't know how he would have survived that explosion, sure. but, um, he would like to be in it. They asked him, he said, oh, yeah, of course. Working with David Ayer, the guy is a great filmmaker. So, uh, yeah, maybe we'll see Edwards again. Uh, Karen Fugahara wants more Katana in Suicide Squad 2. She says, uh, for the first movie, I think we did a really good job of showing snippets of each character's past and history, but it was just a glimpse. You know, I agree with you, Karen. I would. I would agree. Heavily underutilized Of course. She has more reason to complain than anyone. Mm -hmm. Um, She says, for the sequel, I'd like to show a lot more about her relationship with Soul Taker, her sword, and her relationship with her husband and and where she came from. I'd like to see that too, Karen. Mm -hmm. Bring it on. Tell you what, tell you what, Karen, you get that going, we will meet you there. We will. Over to Justice League, J.K. Simmons explains to Entertainment uh, Tonight, maybe? E.T.? E.T.? It's Entertainment Tonight, Yeah, it's right? Entertainment Tonight. Yeah. Gosh, it's been a while since I heard about them. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, he explains that his role as Gordon is small and that he is officially done shooting. He says, my part is done. They are filming that for basically most of 2016, so some of the superheroes are still at work in jolly old London, but I'm back home with my family. Um, they asked if he got to, if his, most of his scenes were with Ben Affleck and, um, he says, yeah, mostly with Ben in this first installment of the justice league, commissioner Gordon is not a particularly sizable part. We just kind of introduce him and see a little bit of his interactions with Batman and with most of the justice league. That was a really fun set. Zach runs sort of a big, happy family. And it's obviously in many ways, a very different work environment when you're working on a big giant movie like that than a relatively small movie like the meddler. But at the end of the day, the director is the one who sets the tone. And one of the things that Zach and the meddler director, Lorene, have in common is they're just nice, smart, competent, fun people that you don't mind spending a 12-hour day with. <laughs> That's nice. That is nice. It's good to hear more good things about Zack Snyder. <laughs> Unless you're one of the people who just really just hate, hate Zack Snyder at this point. Just hate him. I don't, you know. Which, yeah, I don't know. I like Zack Snyder. Eh. For the most part. For the most part. Still don't understand the Instagram thing, but that might be more of a Larry Fong thing. It could be. Anyway. I mean, I hated Sucker Punch, but it did give me Watchmen. <laughs> I like Sucker Punch. I know. We'll never agree Everyone on that. gives Sucker Punch so much shit. We'll never agree anyway. on Anyway. <laughs> so apparently Justice League is to film in Iceland in either October or November, according to uh, Heroic Hollywood. Um, they're going to be in a small village, a very tiny village, uh 
called Dupavik. And this is a place that only two inhabitants live there throughout the year. And in the summer, a few more come in. They do have a hotel there. And that hotel is going to be full of like 200 crew members. Oh, These awesome. people are going to be rich off of this. Oh, yeah. Now, this is going to be like the greatest greatest year for that country and or city and God knows. I mean, just ever, right? It would have to it, be. It would have to be. It's like two. In, I'm, I kept hoping you meant two types of inhabitants. Like there's the several thousand humans and the penguins. No, you, no, you literally mean, mean two dudes. So when you were saying their hotel, I thought you meant like. They've named their couch the hotel. Yeah. I like to imagine it's a man and a woman and they each live in their own separate houses because while they're married, they're and they still have angry to be. at each and other. And they're for actually them. the Justice of Peace yeah. that signed their own right. marriage certificate. Right, right, right. And also, they're also the editor of the newspaper. Yeah. Incidentally, they um, catered their but, own wedding, which saved them tons of money. Yeah. But they hate each other because they keep fighting over who whose idea it was to move here in the first place. Well, it'd be that, and the town would need a mayor, and so they would obviously have to have a bicameral system and run against each other, but no one ever votes, so it's a constant runoff. Right. And the other people who show up in the summer are just their kids coming to visit. Yeah. Anyway, none of that's true, Which triples I triples the population, I just, hopefully. I, I just came up with things. That's what I like to think. Just anyway. never heard of a town of two people. Yeah, I don't know. It's been uh, reported that uh, Billy Crudup has been cast as Henry Allen, uh, the father of the Flash in the Flash movie. Yeah, saw that cat. Looks like his dad. Like it. Um, Well, you know where else you saw him. So uh, Henry Allen, uh, played by Billy Crudup, that's not necessarily, it's not official, but it's a rumor. It's so much of a rumor that is so official in as much as it could be that uh, John Wesley Shipp, the, the father over on, Henry Allen over on the Flash TV show, said it was a great choice. He's looking forward to seeing his interpretation of it. So, all right. Yeah. And I agree. If you had shown me a picture of this guy and said, he reared Ezra, Ezra Miller, I'd have thought, eh, okay, sure. What's Right. And? So, uh, last week we talked about rumors that... Michael K. Williams was going to be playing Black Manta. Mm-hmm. Those are not true. Mm-hmm. James Wan kind of came out and went, hey, that's bullshit. He didn't say that. He just said not true, I think. Right. But um, he did kind of step on that. And then he put up tweets of him on location at the Amalfi Coast in uh, southern Italy. And even though Aquaman is supposed to be filming in Australia, he he uh, <laughs> he said... Uh, Hanging on, hanging on a boat. What a gorgeous, picturesque location. Maybe for a movie of high sea adventures. <laughs> I mean, come on, come on, dude, come on. Gorgeous location, that really was. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm so happy to be seeing this stuff. Like I never thought I'd see a Justice League movie. I really didn't. Not a real one. Anyway, not. I don't know. Aquaman, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, popping over to the Batman. Have you heard all of this stuff about Ryan Potter, the big Hero Six? Actor. yeah yeah he wants to be tim drake so damn bad he actually put a he put up a youtube video of him running around doing martial arts it's a whole choreography bit mm-hmm. and ends it with hey ben like tim said batman needs a robin <laughs> <laughs> he's campaigning hard buddy and like two things one video ain't bad like he no, actually bothered with angles on several occasions the choreography was Perfectly yeah. respectful. Um, mm-hmm. He looked like he was kind of. I mean, God, he, he looked. He looked. He looked great doing the actual stunt yeah. work. Um, I mean, they'd have to stop. They'd have to cut out his audio because he's just making awful noises while he's doing all this stuff. Yeah, but that's how that works anyway. I know. So uh, it, 
No points against him there. Unless you're on Power Rangers. Yeah, and then you just keep every damn thing because we can't afford to post. Right. We can't afford to post, damn you. Who do you think you are? <laughs> the um. Anyway. Like, uh, when this building fell, you literally saw the rifling of the cardboard inside. We, we can't afford to fix that. No, sorry. Your grunts are staying. It, and, you know, there's been some modicum of rabble-rousing over the fact that he's Asian. Uh, I thought Tim Drake was Asian anyway. I, I, was I he just, not? I, man, I would have to search far and wide to find a fuck about that. I, I mean, I don't think his dad was, but I thought his mother, I don't know. Maybe it was just in my imagination. It's possible. I I, I would call it hey, look, a, a territory so unexplored that who the hell gives a damn? Right. Well, I mean, it's explored with, with Dick. I mean, he's he's uh, he's very like stated as being like Romani, like yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. But with Tim, I mean, maybe it was just the fact that like I read this shit in the '90s so much that like Tim and Jubilee from the X Men looked very similar to me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and she was Chinese, so I just kind of assumed he was Asian of some sort. I don't know. Maybe it was that I thought, but I thought somewhere just they some said lost that. association anyway. from. 11 years old yeah i saw the video and was like oh man that guy's badass of course and then the other people were like no and i'm like eh. oh that was what Ah, uh, humbug i i'm like we have a black jimmy olsen shut up yeah and he's doing fine <laughs> like and he's great part one choreography looked great the video looked fine part two i don't think i've ever i mean obviously i'm not a, an insider that that gets tapes from from people like from mm-hmm. agent to agent tapes being passed around yeah. and demo reels but that's the hardest I've ever seen anyone campaign for a, for a single thing on YouTube, at least. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's on Twitter too. He's getting a lot of a lot of uh, track fan traction, I guess. Too. And he was great in Big Hero Six. I liked that movie. So, dude, cast his ass. Bring it on, Ben. Cast his ass. I don't know. Do it. I dig him. By the way, speaking of Black James Olsen, how much would you? As much as they've talked about how like nerdy he was before the show starts. Like back in the old days, how much would you love to just, I really just want to see some like giant big thing happen that he just can't believe he can't wrap his mind around and just whisper golly accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Makad Brooks do that. Yeah. Just, golly. And then they all kind of look at him. He's like, shut up. Yeah. This dark side or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, I, I would be fine with golly. Um, and they'll look at him and just, shut up. That'd be fine. <laughs> I mean, he, he clearly was a little bit nerdy. Like he, it, uh, he he lacked a father figure coming up um, for mm-hmm. for a lot of it at least, and he replaced that with a camera. Well, how many people have you ever known that are shutterbugs that didn't have to kind of learn how to be social a little bit afterwards? Yeah, it's nothing. I'm not cataloging or anybody here. It's just that it takes a whole hell of a lot of time to learn how to be that good with anything, and that is called the process of becoming a nerd. I know a few shutterbugs who still haven't mastered it. So. Many myself, but like it, you, to get good at anything, you have to devote a ton of time to that. To devote a ton of time to that, you have to forget things like socializing yourself. Granted, there mm-hmm. are special people who are better than us who have managed to do both. Yes, and we both respect and hate you. Yes, and if you want to see those people, go to YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they do video and audio. Anyway, <laughs> but clearly, he has a history of being at least nerdy enough to have used golly at some point. Yeah. So over to Booster Gold, we've talked about how Booster Gold has got to get his own movie. Yeah. And Greg Berlani is is working on this thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Berlani tells Vulture, though, as of right now, we have no connective tissue to the DCEU. It'd be a separate thing. I think this is terrible. Terrible idea. (laughs) I want it to be connected to something. Something... Um, I, it doesn't make sense not to. I'm gonna to, I, like for me head. personally, it's a heartbreaking idea because it sounds like it would be yeah. so much more fun to just go ahead and do it. 
But the reason it's it it possibly the... just a factually bad idea is there are already people that aren't you know paying enough attention or paying as much attention as we do at least that yeah or anyone listening to this for God's sake paying in, uh, as much attention as we do that honestly start to wonder like well I mean what happened to I mean Bell was Batman where is he in this universe mm-hmm. like there are people that don't realize because they're it, it just they don't catch it it's not they just don't care enough to actually look it's it's a time management issue, frankly. But yeah, they, they just have never actually bothered to look and notice that they're different universes. That things stop yeah. and start again. Like, the idea of a reboot is very confusing to some people. I guarantee you there's still people out there who think that the Ben Affleck Batman right now is the same one that we saw with Michael Keaton. Probably. Anywho, the, um, he says that the movie, Booster Gold movie is based on the old, on all, on an old Booster Gold TV show idea that never got off the ground that he uh, worked with Andrew Kreisberg on. So uh, they're going to be working with Zach Stentz, who wrote that badass Flash Kevin Smith episode last year, mm. and also wrote X Men First Class and Thor. So not a bad catalog. Yeah, I don't. There's nothing to say that this can't eventually be a part of something. You know, like they're not saying like no, they're never put their foot down. It could be connected to the DC TV universe. It could be connected to the DCU, or hopefully, guys, guys, Crisis on Infinite Earths. We'll get there one day. A uh, uh, little bit of a little bit of Gustin with Miller. We'll get there. Uh, fingers crossed. Over to Black Lightning. That shit got snapped up quick. Fox greenlit Black <laughs> Lightning for a pilot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Berlani does say that it is pretty much mostly uh, Mara Brock and Salima Kill's uh, show. He was asked by the studio to godfather them a little bit, so because this is a new genre for them. Um, they're the ones that have the vision for the show, and Greg's just there to help them execute it. No idea if this is going to be picked up for series or not, uh, but yeah, there's a Black Lightning thing happening. At the very least, I mean... If it if it fails outright, still still release the pilot for me, guys. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of things I didn't think I'd see, Constantine is apparently going to be offered on DVD and Blu-ray. That had good news and bad news to me. Yeah, well, I mean, to me the bad news is it looks like to me the bad news looks like it's going to be only available on Warner Brothers uh, Warner Archives. That's the bad news. Which, which which means that you have to buy it from the Warner Archives site. Now I've I've bought things from the Warner Archives site. Sure. Specifically, Volume Two of the Silverhawks. <laughs> Let me say when you when you purchase that stuff and you open it, it has a fresh from factory smell that you don't get from DVDs and Blu-rays in the store. This is I true. don't know what it is. Yeah, something about it being pressed specifically for you. Just I mean, and essentially that's what's happening. You are commissioning this, right? But um, it is. You're not going to get like special features, deleted right. scenes that we wish we could have gotten. Well, we don't know exactly what's going on with that. They haven't said. It is apparently going to be DVD on demand. Uh, Daniel Cerrone, the showrunner, says if that's true, then the fans made that happen. I give them all the credit because they've made their voices known and never gave up. I'm continually overwhelmed by the passion out there for this character. Um, look, if this does well, they might actually put it, push it into a wider release. Um, There's still talk about, like, why would they keep doing all this stuff if they're not thinking about putting it somewhere yeah. that's probably not true that's probably not gonna happen but it's a nice thought it's a nice thought and, and it may or may not be true and it's uh it's the black box man you, you can't know until you open it yeah like we we have to go ahead and keep spending money and time mm-hmm. um because it, it's going to be a and little bit overpriced least. on on wb archives like it's going to be more it, it like is. if you you could have picked this thing up at you know 
Walmart or something for what twenty five bucks probably with some special features. Uh, thirty five. Thirty five. Um. Yeah, forty five maybe uh, tops, depending on what how much it was. You know. Yeah. But I don't need special features. I don't. I'm. I just. You know. I'm crazy. I don't. I want a Constantine. I, I don't up need there a full behind the flash DVDs, man. I, biopic or anything. <laughs> I just. I like. I, I don't need a. a hour and a half side documentary i just would like a few few deleted scenes it's, it's really basically i want more footage that's why i keep leaning toward right. deleted scenes oh. <laughs> yeah so anyway i mean you could do fun stuff you could do like an audio reproduction of the script he released all right um they haven't said when it's going to be coming out it's coming out so uh you know do what you will with it uh i'm sure they'll let you know let us know we'll let you know as soon as we know and I'm. And we'll, I wondered we look what that meant for uh, days, so. like it's it's currently still on CW Seed. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what that meant for that. Like, are they going to pull it from CW Seed because you can buy the hard copy now and we want our money? Or uh, I doubt it. I doubt it. Just going to throw it out there on commission and see. I who think many, that's how many one of the reasons. I think that's one of the reasons they're putting it on uh, the Warner Archive. Like they they seem to be testing the waters a lot. They with literally don't have to spend money on this until someone spends money on it. Yeah. So anyway, it, it, they all they basically did is say, well, "Well, we'll print these episodes for you if you'll just like send us some money." So mm-hmm. it's a zero cost endeavor for them, and I guess they already have the money from Seed. That's what I was wondering though. Are they going to try yeah. to like pressure you into sales by taking it off Seed? But oh, who knows? I don't know. I just I don't. I'm just happy that I'm going to get a chance to get that in my collection. That is true. I mean, it's going to look nice on your. They wall. know we're desperate. Yeah. They know we're desperate. Yeah. <laughs> there's 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 a hole in your heart that that DVD can fill. Like we were, at, uh, me and Bethany were at Target, and I looked up and saw that Lucifer season one was out, and I went, "Oh, I hate that I'm gonna buy you." <laughs> and Bethany was like, <laughs> "Bethany was like, why? Why are you gonna buy that? You don't even like it." <laughs> I was like, "It's DC." <laughs> <laughs> You're right, but I have an obligation. <laughs> anyway, uh, jumping over. <laughs> The woman's a saint. <laughs> Jumping over to Gotham. Chris Chalk says that uh, we are going to get more Lucius Fox in season three. Cool. Um, they This was at uh, Dragon Con, I think. Uh, Robin uh, Taylor mentioned that Jeff Johns is very involved in the show. Johns even sent Taylor a bunch of personally selected Penguin comics to learn about the character and his background. That's pretty great. Uh, By the way, David I, I got to point out, Robin Lord Taylor. I only I only point that out because when someone's middle name is as cool as Lord, you might as well do it. Yeah, but I can never remember if it's Lloyd or Lord in the heat of the moment, so I just try to skip over it. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, David Mazus, uh, he talked. Uh, he said that he's been working with a trainer now. He's only fifteen. He says Batman doesn't happen till Bruce is in his twenties, so there's time. But they got that kid working with a trainer now. Cool. <laughs> I, I look. I, I have seen that excited me so much. Swear, I, I swear, like little league uh, football and stuff. I have watched nine-year-olds work with a trainer. Mm-hmm. I, like baseball, I was eleven. I, I think I was either ten or eleven when I was working with a trainer. Mm-hmm. They start young. Fifteen, you're fine, buddy. You'll you'll be sure. good. And yeah, hell, by the end yeah. of season three, we're gonna see some results on that kid, probably. Yeah, I mean. I'm just excited because it seems like they have a plan. If they're already getting them in a, in a, into oh, they're training. already getting them a little fit. Yeah, 
Oh, yeah. Uh, so Ken Woodruff is talking about some of the impact Fish Mooney is going to have in season three. He says she definitely has a huge impact on Penguin. She's a really personal per- power. Sorry, a really powerful persona. A, God, what is wrong? She's a really powerful person in this world. And Indian Hill only accentuated that her time in Indian Hill gave her this ability to exert control over people. And for her, she couldn't ask for a better power. She's going to stir things up and cause some real problems for everyone involved. There, I got it out. There you go. Uh, so we saw there was a <laughs> there was a, a promo for Harvey Bullock for the new season. In the promo, there's a voiceover. He's like putting together. It looks like he's got his squad coming in together. It says, "I did a good job being captain. He even liked it. But I'm more happy to get more. I'm more happy to get back to the business of cracking skulls, especially the freaks from Indian Hill." <laughs> and then a nice shot of the freaks from Indian Hill. Yep, I recognized none of them. Sorry. Gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go <laughs> ahead and admit either. it. I didn't either. Uh, I'm sure there's some thing? people that like just scoffed and went, "Oh, I knew who all those people were." Please tell me. Yeah, no, they're full of shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> that one guy who's saying, "Dave, fuck you," I know what I'm talking about. Please tell me. All right. Yeah. Yes. Come to Facebook.com forward slash DC on screen or Twitter.com forward slash DC on screen. Let us know. Tell us. Follow us. And tell us how wrong we are because we need that. I'm trying. To, I'm try- I'm trying to use my fish mooney powers without touching them no no it doesn't um, work that way i i just love it's not how that Harvey kind of fish bullock, works man i i love the idea of hearing bullock talking about cracking skulls oh man. yeah uh that's just fun Get that and back uh, on the street. it was fun to watch him you know yeah. awkwardly hang out during the press <laughs> during the actual <laughs> interviews i love that but yeah it's good so uh they also put out a video a sneak peek of bruce getting to meet the court of owls mm, yeah that looks badass. I don't. I don't even know what to say. Like that just looks amazing. Um, him telling Selena that she better, you know, watch herself because they're coming after him, and they know that they're friends and stuff. And then he gets the thing pulled off his head, and the lady's like, "You wanted to talk? Ah, <laughs> let's do all that." Well, you combine, like, let's do all of it. That bit with Gordon. I'm sorry. Uh, that bit with uh, Alfred is. Um, that's actually the most exciting part to me. Like once I oh, once yeah. I do this, there's no turning back. Mm-hmm. Somehow that was the part well, that I, I was more pumped about. I just skipped over that because we talked about that. Maybe it was me and Scott on that episode talking about that. No, I mean, you've talked about in it In a promo. Um, okay. It was definitely in a promo before. I mean, you kind of gushed over it a little bit. But uh, okay. in, in in all of the we know he's going to meet the Court of Owls mm-hmm. timeline so far, that's the part I'm most excited about. Like, I think it's that nah. that's the episode that I'm going to get most giddy about. Just a prediction for myself. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with the idea. So, uh, jumping over to Supergirl, we have news on how Greg Berlanti got approval for Superman. Spoilers, he just asked. (laughs) (laughs) He says, I think people would love to hear that we had to promise our children, and there was a blood rite, and a goat was sacrificed. But the truth is, we're all partners, and we all want what's best, and so it really wasn't a tough sell. We had our plan, and we presented it to Warner Brothers and to DC, and they were totally supportive of it. It was more, once they actually said yes, it was like, oh crap. Now we have to do Superman. Mm-hmm. We have to fight the right act, find the right actor, fight the right actor. I wish that was true. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. That's some behind the scenes shit I'd like to see. What's the casting like? And somebody's putting unboxing gloves ominously in the background. <laughs> right. So, like, uh, am we I going to screen right read or actor. anything? Guys, punching, punching back. Hey, look, man. Uh, it was it was talked about, and I didn't put it in the news, but I guess I'll talk about it here. Why not? 
Um, Zack Snyder was talking about how like he almost cast uh, Joe Manganiello for Superman. Like he was like the number two, the number two choice after Henry Cavill. Hmm. How much would you like to see them just socking each other, man? Doesn't sound bad at all. Just fighting for the right, just fighting for the right to be the Man of Steel. <laughs> I think Manganiello could take I'd him. Watch it, probably. I'm almost sure I remember hearing that Manganiello played a pretty high level of football. Yeah. And once he beat Henry Cavill, that's when you cast Henry Cavill. Right. Because we all know Superman's a pansy. Yo, what up? Batman for life, yo. Yeah. I'm just I'm just kidding. Right. I'm kidding. That's how that works. Um, <laughs> I'm in a street gang we call the Bats. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> anyway. Um, so <laughs> Berlani says, we have to find the right actor, and we have to write the best scripts. We have to make the... Sh- I almost said that. We have to make the shit. <laughs> we have to make the suit. <laughs> That was the stuff that gave us headaches, actually pulling it off. But behind the scenes, everybody at Warner Brothers and DC and the CW were all going, growing in the same direction. Um, on whether or not we'll see more of Superman throughout the series, he says that's going to be up to Warner Brothers, DC, and the audience, quite frankly. He, he's so much a part of this world, but the show is called Supergirl. It's about her. If it turns out as well as we hope and the audience responds, then we'll see what happens down the road. And the, the teaser definitely corroborates the it's about her. Mm-hmm. It do. It do. You talking about her taking off? Yeah. The taking off yeah, trailer? Yeah, taking off. That's a badass... Look, okay, that's a badass trailer and just makes me so much so excited for it to be on the CW because it's finally looking like flash effects, which were way better than the Supergirl <laughs> effects from last year. <laughs> like, Supergirl's effects last year looked like some shit from, like... That, I mean, it's not Lois entirely Clark, true. Sometimes. Like, they came and went. There were times where I thought, they came and oh, went, hell, yeah. yeah. Like, the laser eyes, they had that down. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, yeah, that was... There's that. There's that the one shot with sure. her and, uh, and Tornado. Wasn't it her and Tornado? Um... I don't remember thinking anything about Tornado was good, but... She's trying to... Ex- I don't know. She was basically trying to overcharge him. Okay. Yeah, the, the big slow-mo shot with the music. This is the one where she uh, she depowered herself. Hey, yeah, I love yeah I love the shots of her using the, the heat vision, but whenever vision, it went to... Jesus, I'm calling it lasers. You know what I mean. <laughs> I made her Cyclops for some you reason. you were calling it that. Um, well, that was an optic blast. Yeah. Yeah, no. Not really a heat vision per se for Cyclops. He he was more of a concussive force, not heat. But right, so lasers. Anyway, that's what I've reduced this whole thing down to. Apparently, for for the purposes of discussion. And about half of our audience, all they heard from me just then was nerd, 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 nerd. No, there, I, I bet anyway. a bunch of them were like, "Yeah, good job." Got that. <laughs> Hopefully, a bunch of them were like, "Yeah, good job." Screw you, Jason. It was optic blast. Jason, get your shit together. Century. <laughs> Send your messages of encouragement and or hatred to. Uh, no. um, well, the same places I said earlier. Right. I'll forward them to Jason. Yeah. I'll read um, them and cry. It'll be like optic blasts of salt. <laughs> so, so, yeah. yeah um, I'm sure we, we talk about it in the in that the episode review as we did a review for every episode. Um, but yeah, I, it was, I love the, the heat vision shots. It was just when it hit red tornado, it suddenly looked like, you know, power Rangers, but whatever it did. Her shots look fantastic, but I'm, I really am. I'm hoping that they, you know, I've heard a lot of worry over them moving to Vancouver and how they're like going to have a like way less budget. Dude, most of the budget was for licensing fees and being in LA. Yeah, you're going to have more money for on that CBS. now. Like it, it's, there's a reason people have shoot there. It's cheap. Yeah. Um, so reportedly, Wynn is going to be getting fired on the show. Awesome. 
And he's going to be working for the show. That's kind of why it's awesome. Yeah. Um, Andrew Kreisberg said he's okay with getting fired because he's going to work for Hank and Alex. It's like big giant nerd getting to work for the nerd factory. Mm-hmm. He was very <laughs> impressed by their computers. So he's very happy in that new environment. Hooray. Yeah. Uh, over to, I'm sorry, I've just finished all of BoJack Horseman. So everything I've been, like every time I react to something in a positive way, I'm go, I'm like, hooray, getting mm-hmm. fired. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the show moving to Vancouver. We've been talking about that. Uh, Andrew Kreisberg said it would have started to feel very small if we continued in LA. That was one of the reasons we made the decision to move so that we could get a uh, scope and go out into the streets. So yes, it might be a little rainy once in a while and we might see her breath, but it's going to be worth it because the show is actually going to feel bigger. That'll work. And, uh, I mean, is there any reason we shouldn't think that she's in a place that actually has weather? I mean, you know, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, L- LA typically, you'd have to digitally apply the breath to thing shot in LA. It doesn't typically get and to here. The- look, here's the great thing: they can do so many more of those. Kara in a sweater with a scarf coming outside of a coffee shop with a with with cocoa or something in her hand mm-hmm, mm-hmm. shots that CW loves to do. Mm-hmm. Just saying. That's show is kind of made for it. That is probably a good point. There is already an established coffee shop in the Supergirl universe, and uh, <laughs> you got to think somebody before they took on the show went, wait, 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 hold on. Are we going to be able to put a coffee shop? And they went, oh, they've already got one. It's fine. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll sign off. I'll sign off. Has anyone met anyone romantically in the coffee shop? Yes, she did. It was a big, it was a whole story arc. It was fine. Is there a quirky barista? No. No. Oh. All right. Well, Gotta have one in there, but I'll sign off if you go ahead and get me the quirky ha- barista. Hashtag future goals. Yes. <laughs> All right, so uh, <laughs> I swear it sounds like we're shitting on this show, but we're not. We love the show. Uh, no. <laughs> we enjoy it, it, it a fair amount anyway. It got to, at some point during the season, I remember stating, nope, I've gone past the I'm watching this into I'm looking forward to this stage. Right. I want this show. I do. I really I want it to be better than it is, but that's yeah, pretty much every show almost. Yeah. Except for The Flash. If it was better, I couldn't handle it. <laughs> that's fair. You would go into your own Flashpoint paradox. <laughs> right. So, Berlani says that this is the, the big crossover event isn't going to be four episodes. It's going to be three. I'm still confused by that. Yeah. He says, we just finished writing the fall crossovers, and now we're trying to figure out how to produce them. That's probably the most challenging thing we do all year, and now we're go- we're doing it across three shows. I think, and I've I've heard that it was going to be Flash. It's going to be Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow. But Supergirl will be involved. It's probably because the Supergirl stuff, like Supergirl, takes place in another universe. Yeah, I mean, you I have can't to, imagine why they wouldn't. You have to include and, a whole other thing. Plus, Supergirl got started shooting later than the rest of them. It did. It got started, and they have a whole, a whole bunch of stuff kind of left open. So they might be. I don't know, all the shows do though. I don't know. I'm I'm not privy to the writing process over there. Uh, you know they've got four shows they're trying to produce. I'm giving them a break and saying, all right, I'll take three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not worried about just it. Just one more year, guys. We'll make it. Arrow's gonna get season <laughs> six. Maybe we'll, we'll be fine. <laughs> you said that and my heart sunk a little. <laughs> I'm like Arrow's getting a season six. Oh, <laughs> even even Legends is probably gonna make it. Wouldn't it be weird if like most of them got canceled? Wouldn't that just be odd? That would be, I, I, it would be strange. Like, what are y'all doing this year? We're the Flash and Gotham podcast. Right. We review movies sometimes. <laughs> Good news, guys. We're finally getting to Smallville. Yeah. 
Our free time has increased exponentially. <laughs> so uh, Berlani was talking to Andy Wire about the musical. He says, next week, which is probably already happening now, we'll yeah. have to start talking about clearing music. I have a few ideas for tone and style in my head, but we're just starting to talk about what that can be. I do want to try and get original piece of music written. As we make a deal on that, we'll probably make some announcements on the original songs. Um, the person interviewing says, perhaps written by, I don't know, Lynn... Manuel Miranda, I guess is that name. And he says, he laughs and says, I would say pretty close. I can't say yet because we have a, we, we don't have a done deal or we don't have a deal yet, but I did speak to someone we're really excited about. There's some writers I'm incredibly excited to work with. I, I don't know who this Lynn Manuel Miranda, but I want Jaws. Oh, <coughs> who doesn't want Jaws? I, I know. But is he talking about the original music or the direction? I thought I was talking about the, uh, the songs. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, the Whedon clan can obviously write their own music if they want to, but it. Yeah. I, just as a suspicion, I, I thought that Berlanti was probably going to go to the, the Glee people and just say, can you give me a list of people mm-hmm. to call? That's, yeah, that's what I assumed. I mean, not, uh. that's not a knock at all. That's really efficient. That's, yeah. That would be a, I don't know, it's a lot of, that, that's a time saver. It's not a knock in, you hey, know. Hey, you've written a bunch of Emmy nominated songs. Uh, who, who did you talk to? Doesn't mean I watch Glee, yeah. but damn, man, look at the numbers. It's not a knock to say that they're not Whedon, except it kind of is. But that's just by virtue of them not being Whedon. I yeah, mean, yeah. Um, that's our own elitist Whedonism. We, yeah, uh, we have that. Whedonist? It's contagious. Anyone who watches Whedon. <laughs> not anyone. I've known people who hated Whedon. And I don't get them. I don't understand those people. Can't get it. And makes anyway. me laugh and cry inside 20 seconds. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Uh, jumping over to Arrow. Uh, guys, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. I, it's been like two weeks of this. The overwhelming thing that they keep saying is that there is no illicity anymore. Yeah. Um, They're shipping a negative. Yeah. Wendy Miracle is saying the one thing that anchors and pulls everybody together is Oliver. He's very much the focus of the first nine episodes. Well, as it should be. It's his show. It's, he's the titular um, In the light of day, the hero was taking his new role as mayor seriously, but failing at the job, Thea's going to pick up the slack. We've talked about that. She, mm-hmm. like Oliver, is trying to figure out her legacy through City Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, guilt-wracked Felicity is over doubling down in a bunker, and Dig is trying to figure out how he can get that sense of himself back after killing his brother. Um, Prometheus presents a personal threat, a very personal threat, and the ending will be correspondingly very specific to Oliver. Oliver and Felicity are both in crisis mode. Oliver's got two really big jobs, and Felicity is spinning out about Haven Rock. Um, until they've gotten some clarity for themselves, there's not much room for the relationship side of things. I've also read a report that says Felicity, they're planning a bunch of st- big stuff for Felicity. Mm-hmm. Um, but there also might be a new love interest, so I, th- I thought she didn't have time for that shit, Wendy. <laughs> yeah, and I've seen articles <laughs> saying, like, her storyline is not going to be about relationships. Yeah, but she has a new, you know, a new relationship. <laughs> Wait, what? I don't know. Yeah. it's uh, We know the Arrow people. Just don't have their stories straight on what's what's happening. Yeah, ever. sometimes the press comes out weird, and um, maybe it's them, maybe it's the press. I don't know. I don't. I, it's hard to tell. I, I, the funniest part is like to me and you talking between seasons every year have have been like, oh, this is gonna, this looks like it's gonna be good. This looks, this is what we're hoping for. This is what we're hoping mm-hmm. not for. Um, and then every year we sit down, and at the end of the year we're like, oh, yeah, it was Arrow. It yeah, did, it didn't change drastically. Yeah. Eh. And it feels like, and this is just what it feels like, Arrow fans, please don't freak out on me. Um, I mean, I don't think it's a secret. If you've listened to the show, we favor the Flash over Arrow. But it kind of always feels like 
the arrow producers are just trying to put out fires from the last season <laughs> and and what's been going on like oh well, this could be this and this could be this it feels like when i when like they put well, out news for the flash just the end of it's season always, three really yeah. i mean because uh, after season two me and you weren't happy with it but we were apparently the right. vast minority on that right um we and i'm willing to accept that i could be wrong sure but in any case it still has seemed like the press that's come out from the producers <laughs> from the the guggen regime has mm-hmm. been roughly like <laughs> the guggenreich the guggenreich i like that <laughs> Um, I don't mean I don't mean anything, you know, because he's Jewish. I don't mean anything by that. It's oh just like Lord. the way it sounds. Never mind. I'm Never sorry. Mind. We're very ashamed. <laughs> Did not know that. Please forgive us. <laughs> I I realized it after I said it. I apologize. Ah, uh, didn't even catch it. Um, actually, it was from another article. We were talking about how he was Jewish because of the Felicity Stones. No, that's right. I should have known that. Yeah, yeah. I should have known how bad I was. Okay, well, I didn't. I, I didn't. Know. Goog- I was the one that said it. You didn't say it. But... I was complicit. I just followed orders. As they put. <laughs> gonna move on. Um. Anyway, th- so but it, it has seemed like since season two, we were wrong. Maybe I. I don't know. I. I mean preferences and all but like after mm-hmm. season three we were okay anyway the press though post three post four post five has been very much we're not going to do that again i promise yeah whereas like the flash uh, post season one post season two has been yes and here's what we're going to do now yeah it seems They're like every time, they, every time the flash puts out news it's like everyone's like yay and this is what's happening yay we're so happy yeah this this is cool look oh my gosh it's gonna be rough for us and this is gonna be awesome and like Arrow's just like, it's always Wendy Miracle or Guggenheim running around talking about like, well, they're just saying stuff, trying to make the fans not angry at them anymore. I have suspected Guggenheim of that uh, on several occasions. And it sucks. I mean, I would hate to be in their, in their positions because no matter what they do, they're screwed. Like if they say that, absolutely. Like I'm, like I've read that dude's Twitter. Like anything he puts out, no matter what. Like and by the way, he does an incredible amount of work. He should probably stop and focus on Arrow because I mean, he's writing a ton of stuff. You can't. You got to keep all the balls in you. Yeah, just how it works. Mean, well, yeah. But I mean, he doesn't have to be writing Agents of Shield, the comic book. You know, he doesn't have to be. Nah, all right. I, I admit that is extracurricular. But <laughs> whatever. Legacy, blood. Um, <laughs> but I still respect uh, the like attempt to yeah. get all that shit done. I mean, damn. Oh man, like mad, mad props to to all that getting all that done. Like I read a, a whole review, like an interview with him a few, a couple weeks ago, about all the shit that he has, like the the planners, like how he goes about his day and everything. Yeah, it sounds harrowing. <laughs> that being said. And you know what what else is harrowing? The man's Twitter feed. Because everything, you know, no matter what he posts about, people are yelling at him about Elicity. People are yelling at him because of Laurel. People are yelling at him about... Give the guy a break. Yes, we give him shit, but give the guy a break. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't please every fan click. You just can't. Yeah. It's impossible. And if you don't believe me, hell, even with this podcast, we have people like complain to us about, like, we don't like that you moved Arrow below the Flash. Well, ratings. Yeah. Also, we, we, we get a, a series of complaints uh, anywhere between valid and what the hell. And, um, yeah. I, I, there have been times people where, I, where that... I've gotten a complaint and thought, oh, yeah, that's a good call. We totally fucked yeah, that up. Sure. And there have been times <laughs> where I, I just 
Absolutely. Flabbergasted does not begin to describe it. Well, look, I mean, you, you know, we, we get complaints about... Uh, complaints. Complaints about... <laughs> that, we get all the complaints. Right there. We get all the complaints. We get complaints just with our... I mean, we're not, you know... Uh, I can't even remember the guy's name. We're not like Adam Carolla or Mark Maron-sized podcast numbers here. No. But we get complaints about being uh, DC apologists. We get... People claim that we we just we're just we blindly love this shit. We clearly do not. Um, we have many problems, which is why we get a, several complaints about you know how having many we are. problems. Yeah, it, it's um... <laughs> we're Marvel fanboys in disguise. It's, we're not disguising a... it. We love Marvel. We, <laughs> we love DC too. I absolutely. I I will print out bank statements. Proving that Disney is right. not giving us any money to be Mar- uh, the Marvel <laughs> under agents. <laughs> we, they could take care of themselves. They don't need us being shills no. for them. No, I, I, we've uh, hell even. And even, by the way, neither does DC. Have you seen how much money Suicide Squad made? Yeah, yeah. they thought it was going to be a billion dollars, but that was because they're stupid. They they need not the <laughs> apologists. If anything, anyway. they'll take the Disney approach. And if if something is. Uh, too blatantly like a, a problem for them they'll just pretend it doesn't exist mm-hmm. like the the giant army of, of disney lawyers will just <laughs> pretend you never existed until the whole thing goes away yeah that said in a way uh, it's clever we get way more compliments and awesome emails than bad ones uh you know that's the way it kind of works you you hear about the complaints more but you know I love you guys listening to us and talking to us about this stuff. We we have a, a great time talking about it. But all I'm just saying is let's let's give Guggenheim a chance, yeah. uh, to hang himself because <laughs> he will. <laughs> if history has taught us anything, it's, man, I don't I don't know what I would do. That, I don't. You know the sad part is like it, as much as we make fun of uh, and we did we we made fun of Arrow and Supergirl this year and and mm-hmm. in succession. Uh, I guess the opposite order because of the airing dates. But we we made fun of them for both going into like their finale was basically hope we will give them hope <laughs> yeah <laughs> and the fucked up but part it, is every season i go into it going i have hope and i mean it damn yeah. it i mean it i watched the yeah. uh, premiere date at like just gobbling it up well that's that's why we were so pissed because we always have hope that they'll be you know really solid yeah and then hope fails us unlike on the show when all you have to do is have hope, and you can stop friggin' Damien Dark or, or, or Kryptonian mind control technology. Kryptonian mind controls, or yeah. So anyway, um, part of that's on us because every time we hope, it's exactly the show we want. It'll never be that. It'll never be that. Never. And, you know, I think this. I you know I hate to say even it, even if we but were I in charge that's... of it, there would still be like circumstances that would keep us from making exactly mm-hmm. the show we would like to make. It's just no freaking way. <laughs> yep. Um. <clears throat> Oh, well, how did I scroll down that far? What happened? So, (laughs) Legends of Tomorrow, heading over there, a show that's, well, I would say more uneven, but better than Arrow. Um, Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, that's a week-to-week call. Mm -hmm. That's a week-to-week call. You just never know what you're getting. You You don't. You never know what you're getting. Uh, Apparently, the Legends of Tomorrow opener will find the heroes scattered through time, being tracked down by Dr. Nate Nate Haywood. Stephen Amell is going to be in the first episode. Jonah Hex is coming back. Uh, he is going to be in the episode called Outlaw Country. Uh, the actor, whose name I didn't write down, but his name is Sheck. Nice. I don't remember what his first name is. What is his name? I... <laughs> Jonathan Sheck, is Sheck. that right? I don't remember. Mr. Sheck. God, what's wrong with me? 
Um, <laughs> I like Mr. Shack though. I like that. Mr. Shack. He, uh, Welcome back. He said, or as Dave puts had, it, he... boo. <laughs> That's right. He posted a picture. Uh, I know he was going to come back, so it didn't really affect me. He posted a picture of you himself on, I guess, emotionally. Instagram. Um, with a picture of the script. It says, look who's officially coming back. We're going to kick some serious ass. All right. Um, no, you're Jonah Hex. You shoot some serious ass. At right. Ass? Um, Mark Guggenheim says that Sergeant Rock will be coming eventually. He says he's always a possibility. We always talk about it. Um, as far as bringing him in during the Justice Society storyline specifically, though, he says we talked about it in the 1940s um, Justice Society story, and we thought we've got enough heroes with the JSA. So, not yet, but he does say they will do it eventually. He says there's certain characters that are constantly on our whiteboard as, oh, this will be fun, this will be fun, and Sergeant Rock will get to him eventually. It's just a matter of time. I thought that guy in in the first season that was killed that yep. Rip has the helmet, I thought that was Sergeant Rock. And I guess not. There were signs that made that make sense. Yeah. It could have been read into it, but yeah, um... <laughs> I actually wondered, uh, because, and I, it actually was because you were so sure of it, I kind of wondered if they uh, had the idea because everyone went, was that Sergeant Rock? Yeah. Well, like, I did think, like, oh, man, is that Sergeant Rock? And then, like, I was like, well, that was kind of lame, because Sergeant Rock was way cooler than that was. Would not have gotten killed that quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Minimally. Sergeant Sergeant Rock was like John McClane in the, in, in the war, man. I mean, yeah, he was just unbeatable. I don't know what that was. But anyway, um... Vixen Season 2, uh, they've given a release date. October 14th is when that's going to show up. Okay. Is it still going to be like five-minute installments, did they say? They didn't say. Okay. All right, then. They literally said October 14th in a tweet. That's all they said. We'll see you then, I guess. Uh, jumping over to games, uh, Batman Return to Arkham is apparently, for realsies this time, coming out in October. Um, I don't think I sent you the link for this... Uh, for this uh comparison video but gosh the the effects look really good <laughs> it looks so much better than the old versions um no i haven't seen those yet i'm sorry buddy i'm oh, sorry i know i'll we'll i'll send it. it to you we'll make it at some point um so the last couple of weeks i've asked you know if any of our listeners wanted to call in give a review of batman the telltale series to talk to us on dc on screen at gmail.com or on facebook our buddy Christopher White sent us a review. Um, so here's Christopher White giving his review of Batman the Telltale Series, Episode 1. I just wanted to say thank you, Dave, and thank you, Jason, for giving me the opportunity to do this. The game was a lot of fun. Uh, it's one of five chapters that I got to play through, and it starts off very early in Batman's career. Um, you can tell he's been doing it a while. He's got all his lovely little toys and gadgets, but uh, the public doesn't really know what to make of him yet. And after an opening scene where, you know, some bad guys are trying to get into this place, and, you know, you inner dialogue of, between them is like, is Batman here? Is he not? here is he real is he not real kind of gave you know a whole new thing to it because in the arkham games batman was already established people knew who he was what to make of him and this year the community as a whole and even the villains like don't really know what to make of him and that's a very interesting aspect of it now um after that you take over as bruce wayne for a little while and main things of note there are a uh, party fundraiser that you're holding at the wayne mansion 
and no, you can't get drunk and kick everybody out. I was waiting for that, but it didn't happen. The interesting aspect of that was Falcone crashes the party and you have to decide whether or not to let him in. And if you do let him in, are you going to go along with what he says or what he doesn't say? From there, you go to a uh, press release where I believe Harvey is, uh, Harvey Dent is running for mayor and you have to choose whether or not and how you're going to support him. You go from there to another great little part was uh, the whole warehouse sequence where you got to use Batman's detective skills. Now, it's pretty simplistic. You just, you go around and, uh, you know, the Telltale games don't really work in three dimensions. More of a, like, 2.5 kind of thing. So you have to just kind of scrub all over the screen till you notice something of interest. Batman will go over and inspect it. And then you have points A and a bunch of point Bs and you gotta figure out which point A goes to which point B so you can reconstruct this crime scene. And what you do, you figure out there's a shooter there. He may still be in there. And then after that, you confront the shooter, you interrogate him, and Batman is just as brutal in this as he is in any other game. But the thing is, you have control over just how brutal he is. You can either, you know, take a more passive approach and scare the hell out of the guy, or you can opt to break his arm and really send a message. But the interesting dynamic is, is that if you break his arm, Commissioner Gordon, you know, will comes in right about that point and he's like, Batman, what are you doing? You know, kind of thing. And if you opt not to, then that's going to show the, the criminals that you're lenient. So every decision you make as Batman views how the public sees you up until your final showdown with the main antagonist, um, uh, at least of that episode, which I don't want to get too spoilery on it. A couple other things of note that I really enjoyed about it were um, just all the different little decisions you could make as Bruce Wayne um, and how what you do as Bruce Wayne could, in fact, affect, you know, what or how you do things as Batman. Um, and then, uh, and this is a huge spoiler alert, but I think Bruce Wayne's parents may have been killed because the game certainly likes to beat you over the head with it, trying to, you know, show how conflicted Bruce is about doing right by his parents. You know, is he doing the right thing? Is this what his parents would want him to do? They do get a little heavy-handed with that, but it's not so bad that it's unbearable. And uh, like I said, overall, I had a really good time with it. If you're a Batman fan, this is a whole lot of fun because you get a level of interaction with the story and how you want your Batman to be that we've not yet seen in the Arkham games or in any other Batman game for that matter. I would definitely give it a probably a good solid uh, four out of five stars. Um, there's a couple little things, issues I had with it just as far as like from a gameplay perspective. Um, you have these uh, little quick time events that you do basically where you have to move the controllers away or hit a certain button as someone is attacking you and I purposely missed a few times just to see what would happen and it didn't seem to affect the flow of the fight at all. All it did is each time you landed a button pressed correctly, it filled up this little special meter that you could unleash to do powerful finishing attack on your opponent. One other part I really enjoyed about the game was towards the uh, end of the uh, this first episode, you actually get to plan out your attack. You have to inspect the area, figure out where everybody's at, and then you choose, am I going to drop on this guy from the ceiling? Am I going to bash his head in onto a pillar over there? I mean, there's a lot of options, and depending on how you do it, will affect like what you see Batman doing. Now that was awesome, but the little cutscene, like in quick time event type stuff, just really did not do it for me. But overall, it was great. Hope the review didn't go on for too long. And uh, thank you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. All right. So I I haven't had a chance to play it. I know you haven't had a chance to play it. What do you think, man? That, that, Based on Chris's there, review. There, there's a this is a cool trend in gaming that's kind of. Mm-hmm fascinating to me in general because 
on the one hand, it's it's something that I could have done with like like seriously MS DOS. I could have played this game, as far as the, mm-hmm. the like effective routine of of picking your picking your layout, picking your. Uh, it's basically the thing you used to do when you did, like plot it yourself, like your your fiction novel, like turn to page thirty six if you want to do this, turn to page forty six if you want to do this. Right. That part feels like it's maybe behind the times, but the the part that I'm I'm fascinated by is the graphics are freaking great these days. Mm-hmm. I I mean, oh my, and especially because they're not spending so much time on the gameplay itself. Like they're not spending like Rocksteady's not trying to have you know Batman flip around in fourteen different directions and be able to use several types of AI and a couple of different fighting styles and, and him have like 15 freaking gadgets he can shoot at, at you in the middle of this fight and detective mode if you freaking wanted to do it. like All of that's out the mm-hmm. window. They can spend all that money on making it look right. And yeah. the parts that I've seen when I have watched the trailers for this thing, they, oh man, they look great. But it is it is, it is is fascinating. And the the part that I liked the most about um, the game as, as Chris reviewed it was you get to pick how brutal he is. Yeah, I dug that a lot. That seems to be the major that selling made me want point. To play for me. it, <laughs> and it, it's that is the cool part about these things is like you can your your decisions have ripple effects. If mm-hmm. you know if if you don't break the guy's arm, you're gonna come off as kind of a wuss to the the criminal underground. If you do, you have to justify yourself to Gordon. Yeah, that's awesome. That part's great. I do appreciate him actually uh, having the you know time and resources to do that for us because that otherwise that wasn't gonna that wasn't gonna be pending yeah so um i don't know about you i look forward to chris white's review of uh, episode two yeah uh, (laughs) we got you on the hook now chris yeah (laughs) but thank you so much for doing that uh for us man um by the way i didn't mention this earlier batman returned to gar uh, to return to arkham is uh, going to be available on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One October 18th, and it'll retail for forty nine ninety nine. I got that. <clears throat> but seriously, like, I'll, I'll put up a link to it and uh, send Jason a link um, so he can enjoy it as well. But it looks freaking phenomenal. Like the just the differences in the uh, just the differences in the uh, the graphics are just wild to me. Yeah. So I didn't catch that this week. I'm looking forward to it. I'll just send you the link now. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, just throw it on the background. You don't need. You don't need noise. You don't need you sound. Just talk for a while. I'll. Uh, I'll look at things. <laughs> I wasn't lying. This is a five minute and sixteen second video. I'm just gonna. Just gonna throw it mm-hmm. on. Stop giving me title screens, man. Show me something. Oh. Oh my. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> I mean, we're technically done with news, so if you just want to comment on whatever you're seeing... I can't possibly do a live retake, other than going like, Oh, I remember that part! Oh, I remember that stage! (laughs) Oh, you got a brain lunatic! (laughs) Yep. Oh my god, he's actually glistening now, instead of that weird lighting thing. The weird lighting thing. Yeah, well, like, when, when you first did it, there was like... And they just showed it now, and and it's absolutely true. Like when he did the front of his chest, like there was a like a weird light on like the top left of his chest or top right, depending uh-huh. on where you were. But it was mm-hmm. it was like he had really blonde chest hair that was off centered. Mm-hmm. And now looking at it, like it it glistens over the parts of the body, and it like it, he's it dude's got pecs, so it should actually like hit one side more and one side less. And right, they've got that down. By the way, did you and Michael ever get to play that uh, retouched Golden Eye? <laughs> Oh, we did one time. We did one time. Yeah. How was that? Was that pretty pretty dope? It was um it was pretty great. 
got to admit. It's awesome. It was basically... I heard... It was basically I like... I sent you uh, guys the link, and I heard talk of a projector, and <laughs> that was the last I heard. Yeah. Um, it Pretty much the same thing, but uh, missing each other with the club and better graphics. Mm. That used to be a trick of ours, though, was... Um, we used to pride ourselves on the fact that we could run into a certain level, which was basically four walls, with the club, which we called the suicide gun, because you couldn't hit shit with that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we could run in there with a club, which if you're if you're doing dogfighting, which means in in our case, running around in circles, shooting each other while strafing, you would think that you would eventually hit somebody. But so help me God, we would go like two and a half minutes straight running around in circles <laughs> like run out of ammo trying to shoot the other person to no avail that gun was i would describe it as deliberately useless that sounds like some of the sessions i've seen you guys playing on call of duty too though yeah with the zombies yeah i mean zombies are one thing like then you have a goal we were just trying to kill each other we i swear to god we had that thing on license to kill a couple times which means one hit one kill and uh-huh. um could not kill the other person with a clop. Like that was when we finally decided it was as useless as we thought it was. Like you, you could not mm-hmm. kill the other person. You're like standing there just strafing. Oh, sorry, sorry, just strafing left and right. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Our, our favorite though, the the our favorite way to torture the other person because it was basically whoever did this first one. You could put it on like twelve or fifteen lives. It didn't matter what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. License to kill, whatever. Um, you you could put it on whatever you wanted, but you could use the proximity mines. And at some point, we got so adept at the game that we knew all of the respawn points of all the levels. So yeah, you just mm-hmm. put proximity mines on every point and every level, and you just sit there and watch as as the character respawned and and went kablooey. And then you knew which part they respawned at, so you'd go and put another mine there. So it's basically the first person that died in battle. The you, you just mined everything afterward. It was it was mm-hmm. it would be fifteen to zero at the end of that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it was frustrating because yeah. you'd try your damnedest to find a way out of it, but there's just there was no way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I don't know. What do you think? You think you if you had a if you had a an Xbox One or a PS4, would you be going back to Arkham? Would you return to Arkham for those graphics? Yeah, still been watching in the background the whole time. Um. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, I'm glad I don't have any of that, because I would totally buy it again. Yeah. And I, I know, theoretically, it's a waste of money, because mm-hmm. I've already played this game. Mm-hmm. But damn it, it does look good. It does. And if you haven't played it before, oh, just why are you not picking that up? Come on. Oh, no, there is <sighs> no excuse on earth not to have played some of these. Um, yeah. At least, and I had to do this, borrow a system from a friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a big help. Of course, we're from the old school days where you actually go to the video store and rent a system. Oh, so. that was fantastic. Oh, my God. Yeah. Those are great days. <laughs> I could show up and go, oh, my God, they had this. I didn't know this game existed because, you know, you had maybe, maybe mm-hmm. you had one system, but you didn't have the other. Mm-hmm. So you could show up and go, oh, my God, they had this thing. Um, and and actually look at it and go, well, how much is it to rent the system for the weekend? It was like 15, 20 bucks or something to rent for the weekend. And then you could turn to your parents and go, how much, how many times do I have to mow the lawn to make that happen? Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, including the, including the rental of the game, you're mowing the lawn for three weeks. And you're like, excellent. Do I have to do that in advance or can we rent this now? <laughs> You'd yep, come to terms. Me. Come to terms. Yeah. But even back then, I was more of a, hey, can we, can I just rent like a ton of movies? Because we were we did the premiere video that had like this rent six movies. Oh you can yeah. keep them for a week. Yeah. 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 That was badass. 
I'd get on actor kicks. Like I'm watching all of the Don Knotts things they have here. <laughs> anyway. I did that with a few. Like I I tried to find like every James Bond movie within in like the Tri County area. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I did that with uh, Gene Wilder too at one point. Rest is soul. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. Oh yeah. Even as far back as like 2006, I did think. that with Mel Brooks. Sorry. Like 2006, even as early, I mean, as recent as 2006, I think it was like the last great stretch. Uh, I grabbed my youngest sister, Brittany, and we went gallivanting looking for all of the Rocky movies to binge watch ah, before yes. Rocky Balboa came out. Yeah. We, we really found do. them. You we have couldn't to find travel. Them. Well, we couldn't find them anywhere except like we could, we looked all over the place. Like all of the, like, the, the big ones, like Blockbuster. That, that used to be a thing, kids. Yeah. Um, Premiere Video, Movie Gallery, we were looking at all of them. Actually, I think M- Premiere Video had already become Movie Gallery by that point. Mm-hmm. And, now, then, like, Premier, the one uh, we, and this is just local. This is, this is literally like yeah. the Southeast. Premiere uh, Premier Video and Video uh, Express got bought up by Movie Gallery at some mm-hmm. point. Like We started running around all over town. We couldn't find any of them. The one place that had all five... The Hollywood video, like, two minutes away from our house. Uh, of course. The, literally the last thing in my mind. Like, I'm like, they're not going to have it. We should hit the big box. <laughs> they had all five just sitting there looking just at chilling. it. chilling. Well, just that, that, that weird styrofoam-filled VHS with the actual thing behind it, ready to go? I mean, it was 2006, oh, so you, it was DVD. Oh, you were DVD. Okay, all right. It was DVD. It was DVD. Anyway, guys, we got four new reviews this week. It's time for our giveaway. We actually we actually got done with the giveaway. So, oh, hold on. Uh, for um, every t- I, I, hmm? I have premiere dates. Do you want those first or after? Yes. I forgot about those. We got premieres dates. Premieres, premieres dates? Date. What? We can, what is we wrong can, with the, the dates of the premieres? Um, I... I don't know. Yeah. We never quite know what's wrong with this, and I've stopped trying to guess. Um, it's not too scattered, except that it very much is. Uh, uh-huh. So, first thing you're going to be able to get to is Gotham and Lucifer. They're going to uh-huh. they're going to air on September 19th. We're talking right. we're talking a week now. Mm-hmm. Uh, things are pending, and then you got to wait a second. Yeah, uh, you're going to have Flash and Arrow October 4th and 5th, respectively. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have to wait till the next week. And then, assuming there's not a gap in in, uh, in viewership, it's going to be a long week. Second week mm-hmm. of October, assuming everything's still airing appropriately, you're looking at all the normal shows, plus you're going to be able to, to add Supergirl on Monday, September 10th. I'm sorry, October 10th. And you're going to be able to add mm-hmm. Legend of Tomorrow the following Thursday on the 13th. Mm-hmm. And then the day after that, you get Vixen on October 14th. Oh, Lord, you got Vixen. In case you didn't have anything to do Friday, except catch up on all the damn shows. You're going to have Vixen. <laughs> there will be Vixen. It's okay, though. Vixen will take up five minutes of your life. Right, right. Presumably. Is that everything? That's the lot right now. we still got six. So far. Okay. Krypton. Yeah. Still pending. Powerless. Powerless. Which is, you know. Mid-season. Yeah. I mean, it's mid-season, and it's, let's face it, it's still it's pending. It's not even, yeah, still pending. Um, Lightning, I'm guessing, next year. Yeah, 2017 fall at best. Um, if and that's pending as well, yeah. obviously. Yeah, a lot of stuff in the air. I, I so anyway. and some of this stuff may go. I, it it may be that we average six at most. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're we're all still hoping yeah. for like Constantine, maybe a seventh <laughs> CW show. <laughs> Bastard started on Friday night. Let him live on Friday night. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. All right, you want to get to these reviews? Absolutely. All right, like I said, we have four new reviews this week. Uh, 
So let's get to the giveaway. For every 10 reviews we get, remember, we randomly pick one to receive a trade paperback, DVD, or Blu-ray of their choice, uh, of the winner's choice, 15 bucks or less. Uh, we are using random.org, and we're using the uh, true random number generator. So uh, Blackfish22 says, Love the way the hosts always seem to be laid back when recording, and love that they love the subject matter. Uh, Trayvon, thank you, dude. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, and we are laid back. We are. I often prop what up a... in my chair. <laughs> Jason does the podcast in bed. <laughs> I damn near did one time. I thought better of it, but it almost happened one time. He thought better of it. His actions betrayed him. Yeah. But <laughs> if you've ever heard like a squeak sometimes in the middle of the episode, it might be because I've decided to sit cross, like, cross-legged like cross in my, my giant office chair. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. it's only like my love of... of, of decent audio that stops me from rocking yeah i rock i forget sometimes i've got these massive headphones on yeah anyway yeah uh mrc twenty three twenty three twenty three. uh who i believe is our our longtime listener uh michael ryan cronin our buddy over there uh on facebook all the evidence fits. There. i do like yeah. talking to that cat he's a good cat uh, he says, good, fun po- DC podcast that covers everything on TV and movies. They like the stuff, even if they hate it from time to time. <laughs> well phrased. Well phrased, Matthew. Right? I enjoyed it. Also easy to get in touch with via social media. I told you. I told you. We're, I've been telling you guys all this time. See, the peoples are um, saying. The peoples are saying. Uh, now, those two reviews finish out the first giveaway. Mm-hmm. So... The contestants for that contest are G uh, Tortoise, I guess, uh, Havoc 2, John Lynette, uh, Chris Rim, Sir Dork 730, I think my favorite name of all the people who <laughs> <laughs> uh, reviewed, Jedi Master Kal El, Lobster Johnson. Oh, that one's got play. That one's got play. <laughs> Lobster Johnson. It's, um, oh, that's a hard group. I shouldn't have used yeah. hard. Shouldn't used hard. <laughs> right. That was the wrong idea. Uh, Jacob Raspberry, uh, who's a friend of ours over on the Screen Explosion podcast, uh, Black Flash twenty two and MRC two. Uh, sorry, twenty three, twenty three, twenty three. Uh, those are the contestants for this. And going Rasp- over to the random. I, I, is, hmm? is Matthew like a, a Michael Jordan fan, or is he twenty three years old? I don't know. It's a good question. Let me know, Mac. He's probably twenty three years old. Um, yeah, let us know. So are you like random twenty three thousand years old? Two hundred thirty thousand years old. Let us know either way. Are you a vampire? Yeah. <laughs> if so, can you? Help I would. Us? I would guess no, because his Facebook picture shows him in the sunlight. Those can be deceiving. Have you seen Twilight? They glitter. They yeah. they glitter. Uh, and he does glitter. Damn it. Anyway, random.org, true number generator, true random number generator, I should say, mm-hmm. uh, and. Three, John Lynette. Congratulations, oh, John Lynette. Kind of you have for him. won. <laughs> I know you think I'm lying, but for just like a quarter of a second, I thought you were saying John Lennon, and I'm just emotionally attached to the name, so I was kind of rooting for that guy. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, John Lynette, congratulations. You have won. Hit us up at dconscreen at gmail.com, or you can go to Facebook, DC on Screen, uh, or Twitter, DC on Screen. But here's the thing, it's going to be easier if it's Gmail or Facebook, probably, because we need you to send us a link uh, from Amazon to the thing that you want, uh, along with your address, and it will be purchased and sent to you post-haste, good sir, or fine madam, or just in case there's a woman named John, I don't know. It's possible. Um, we live in an age, man, yeah. I don't know. 
All inclusive. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, now on to the other two reviews that started off giveaway number two. Uh, Mick DC fan fifty three says, "Great podcast, a very honest podcast, and a part of my daily podcast listening rotation. Thanks for making the work day a little more tolerable. Keep up the good work." That that's an awesome review. Thank you, dude. No, that is or literally Adam, the again. only thing I could possibly hope for is making someone else's terrible work yeah. day a little less terrible. Being that, and I'm gonna uh, say dude a lot. I'm sorry. I, I don't know if you're a dude or not. Oh, my yeah. girlfriend calls her sister's dude. Yeah. It's just it's just my life. I don't know. I did that to so, my wife once. No we had a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> the one time you had a conversation? Is that what what? Yeah, we we talked one time and it was about that. <laughs> Okay. The rest of us pretty much um, like, so you want to get married? Okay, cool. Dude. Dude. I, I kind of like flippantly yeah. in the middle of a, a conversation, so like, dude, I just can't. She's like, stop me. I was like, I'm sorry. I'll, I'm happy to continue the rest of this conversation, but I am not to be called dude. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I disagree. It's completely fair to be called dude. <laughs> Everyone you love and know and respect should be called dude. I, it's our society. And, you know, the, the funny part is, like, I, there have been times where, like, in the middle of a conversation, just, just like, having, like, a big Lebowski moment, I've I've had, and it was, it was, like, a big Lebowski moment. It was like, dude, you can't, it, it, we were discussing something and having yeah. a back and forth. And the other times I've been like, man, you can't, never had a complaint about, man, you can't, dude, though. Yeah. Was it like, whoa, 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 hold on, nah. Hey, you know, you should, you should tell her just to, you know, count her lucky stars that you're not going, bruh. I, I mean... <laughs> I would have real conversations with myself about bra. Right. Yeah. That's that's one of those where you have to st- take a step back. No, and, it, hap- uh, it happens. Know, 15, we all 20 have, years like, ago. We all have pet peeves. We all have like conversational uh, uh, things that aren't ideal. Right. Like, uh, there was a moment where I, I stopped her and went, okay, I don't know what it is about it, but cool beans, we're not, no. Oh. No. Me and me and yeah, cool beans no. aren't going to work. Uh, for the rest of our lives, the words cool beans will detract from anything else that's happening in our lives. <laughs> I've said it ironically. Can we possibly take that out of our dialogue? Just forever. How are cool beans a good thing? Eat, eat. I've never wanted to eat cool beans. Are they cool beans? Hot beans? Are they hydrated beans? Have you put them in have you put them in water overnight? Are they cookable beans? They're just the kind of beans you use to tamp things down. I don't know what to do with these beans. I prefer refried. How cool. Have you <laughs> deep freezing them? Are they if you put them in a deep freeze that isn't quite calibrated? So now they're freezer burned beans. Bruh, we have to get to this next review. Hit that, hit that um, <laughs> uh, Rick GRX tells us, great podcast. I have the unfortunate luck to be a Brazilian living in Brazil. I have read okay. a little bit of news, and I've learned two things. Yeah. One, Brazilians live in Brazil. Some of them, yeah. His, his, I've heard uh, that. Uh, and predominantly, even. Um, so his accuracy as a journalist is, is unmatched so far. And two, yeah. I hear things are getting weird, man. I'm sorry. I actually have a friend that lives yeah, in uh, San Paulo, and things are getting weird. And I'm uh, 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 sorry. <laughs> it's weird man. times. Uh, so he says, and, and in this country, the people simply don't or won't talk about anything related to DC or Marvel. Okay, that's strange. That is a little strange. That is why I'm lucky to have cover, uh, covered, discovered the existence of podcasts, and even luckier to have found DC on screen. I have found them through MCU cast and the Suicide Squad cast, and being able to listen to them talk about everything related to comic book content is really refreshing, since nobody here in this country is able to do that. Is it like a law or something? 
I, I can't imagine. Is that part of is that part of the weirdness? I'm not up on current events. I I think they just got rid of their. I think they just got that deposed their leader. I'm not sure what the. Oh. I'm not sure about the, the the phrasing or technicalities that were involved, but mm. shit's going down. Shit's going shit's down. Shit's going down. I guess that's probably more important than comic books. Um, yeah. he says these guys are awesome. Yes. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's face it. You know, we would we would be hesitant to admit that there are things more important than them. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I, I mean, mean you know, uh, the whole country's starving. No You're like, well, but I own the last copy of Watchmen. You're like, uh, okay, you you hold on to that. I'll go gather corn. Right. Yeah. Um, he says these guys are awesome and do a great job talking about DC shows, movies, and everything else. Thank you for the great podcast, guys. Keep up the good work, dude. Thank you, man. Absolutely. And thank I'm you. sorry that everything is kind of shitty there. It, it's not necessarily shitty, as far as I know. I I, the, I don't know. I don't know anything. I, I have spent my entire life knowing about two things, comic books and Star Trek. Everything else, I don't know. Yeah. I seem to I I heard that Hillary Clinton fell down, fainted, and people are worried slash jubilant that she might be sick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I uh you know, I, I know that Donald Trump wears a thing on his head sometimes. Oh, within I don't within know two weeks anything. there's gonna be a heavy <laughs> uh, a brisk wind that takes his hair off. <laughs> if I'm to believe the Simpsons writers, that might actually be a small dog. That would be fantastic. But I don't know much fantastic. about current events anymore. I used to, but it bummed me out, so I stopped. I know them in passing. But, um, yeah. In passing. But, dude, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about the dude, too. Uh, but, yeah, I'm sorry for any... I mean, clearly you're unhappy with the lack of DC or Marvel talk over there, so... Which sucks, man. You, you, you'd hope that to be sucks. able to, like, develop a community that you could have anywhere. Like, no matter yeah. where you are, you want to be able to, like, turn to somebody and, and say, hey, did you see this? And I, I hate that. Mm-hmm. I hate that for him. Yeah. I, I mean, like I said... Hit us up on Facebook, man. Hit us up on Twitter. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about it. Ad nauseum. You'll wish you'd never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> when will these two idiots shut up? Yeah, just wait for this news episode plus all the reviews to come out. <laughs> Spoilers, time to unsubscribe. Wait for next year when um. when everything gets canceled. <laughs> and you just have four hours of news. Or the alternative version. Uh, wait, wait mm-hmm. for for next year when nothing gets canceled and four more shows get added, and you literally have time to listen to nothing else. We have to quit yeah. our jobs and move into like the area under a bridge that that will reach with the extension cord from an accompanying business that has an external outlet where we can record and send each other audio and hope that mm-hmm. someday someone might drop food. That's what we're looking at. Damn, you're bleak. That's what we're looking you're at. You're so bleak. What the. <laughs> I think you just wrote the next Zack Snyder film. Boom, boom. Um, Honestly, that one's that's probably his pitch for Blue Beetle. <laughs> I'm just we're just kidding. Um, It'll tie yeah. into the Booster Girls so, film. If you want to be entered in that contest that we were talking about earlier before we went off into strange territory, as we do, um, go pop over to iTunes, give us a five star written review, uh, and you'll be entered into the contest. You'll be like just just like John Lynette, who just uh, just kicked ass and took names and is owed a thing that he can damn happily have. Indeed. So, um, I think that's all that we have for this episode. Would you agree, Jason? Wholeheartedly. In that case, friends, neighbors, we are DC On Screen. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you're jonesing for more, head over to DCOnScreen.com where you can find every episode. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher because you don't want to keep typing in our show name, especially when you're driving. 
to get the latest episode. That's freaking lame. Just and dangerous. A, Why would you do that? It's a pain in the ass. Just you can just really hit like is. I mean two buttons at a stoplight instead of doing yeah. a bunch of things. You can even set it up in your phone where you only download it when the Wi Fi is on. There you so go. like, you know, when your Wi Fi picks up on your phone, it just downloads it and you have us to listen to instead of I don't know, your nagging spouse. Other people. Your children. God. The children. Pets. Politicians. Things we all hate. That asshole next door who keeps playing thrash music. I don't know. (laughs) 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 We're proud members of the Giant Size Team Up Network. GiantSizeTeamUp.com. Go check them out. All of those cats. Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. Blazing Defender Report. Breaking the Panel. All those cats over there. They even got a Pokemon Go thing over there if you're Uh into that shit. Mm -hmm. I was, but I can't do it. Um, (laughs) I got to level 14 and I dropped out. Find us on Facebook over at DC on screen or Twitter at DC on screen. Um, (laughs) I don't know why, but I wrote here, our hosts are hot and waiting for you to type it in. And I'm so sorry for that. (laughs) So until next time, keep some DC on your screen. I I don't know what, what got into you there for the last bit. But if, know, we're, if we're still recording, I'm going to apologize to everyone on our behalf. All right. <laughs> See, yes, I haven't done drugs in many, many years, kids, but that shit stays with you. <laughs> <laughs> Dare to read comics instead. <laughs>